Hello, and welcome to the Pentecostal Youth Podcast, a podcast made for youth by youth. Today, we're joined by Josiah. Praise the Lord. And Darren. Howdy, everybody. Our topic today is revival. It can be difficult to think of revival when challenging times arise. As you know, we are all going through a difficult time right now. The uncertainty in the world is at an all-time high. But the good news is that when we don't know where to go or what to do, that's where God does what he does best. I believe that this generation is called to lead a great revival and that each and every young person across the world is going to play an instrumental role in it. You know, Chris, I, I, I absolutely believe that there is a revival on the horizon, that we are definitely dealing with a generation that uh, is going to have to deal with, as we currently are, with COVID and with uh, just mayhem going on in all of our lives. I believe that this is the test for the next generation uh, that we're going to see something big, that we are going to see something huge. Uh, the Bible speaks of the latter rain, and it's going to be greater than the former. And I totally agree that with all these troubles, which are tests, with all these tests, we're going to not only have a testimony, but we're also going to see a great harvest and revival coming down the road. I think you're exactly right there. You know, um, I've heard a lot of people describe it almost like we're going through birthing pains right now. Mm -hmm. Like what we're going through is only here to prepare us, like you said, for what God has in store for us in the future. And I really think that that future is closer rather than later. It's it's coming. It's and we're gonna be right dead in the center of it. And mm -hmm. I'm excited. It excites me to think of that. Right. And to that to that point, I, and I really like what you you use there with uh, birthing pains. Is whereas uh, in the Bible it says travails. Mm -hmm. um, uh, going back to what we discussed earlier, and I know this wasn't on the podcast, but. You, you, you were inspired with this topic, and I, I think it's, it's anointed and it's blessed of God uh, from mm -hmm. Genesis 30 and 1. And when Rachel saw yeah. that she bare Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister and said unto Jacob, Give me children or else I will die. And to that, I, I fully believe because if we continue on, the story doesn't stop there. That Rachel... Rachel prayed. Rachel dug in deep. Rachel continued. Mm -hmm. She fought and fought and fought until the blessing came. After her sister Leah had 11 children, she got Joseph. Right. Which was by far the most favored child of Jacob. And mm -hmm. despite all those instances that, you know, baby number one, baby number two, baby number three, and she's having to see all that, 
and it's hurting her and it's grieving her and it's upsetting her. And baby number 10 and baby number 11, she finally got her promise because she stuck in and she kept on and she kept on and God blessed her for it. And not only did He bless her for it, Joseph was the favored child. Mm -hmm. And what you said there, just it reminded me of all the promises that I've heard from God over the years of how the church is going to grow and expand in these last days that we're going through right now. And it's going to be a revival like has never been seen on the face of the earth before. Mm -hmm. And he's going, he's going to just expand our churches to the point where we're not going to know where to put people. Right. And that's, that's coming in the, that yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I, I i agree i agree it's um it's something that we all need to prepare ourselves for so that we're ready when the time comes mm-hmm. it's yeah uh, well, yeah, uh, I, with that, because I, I think I, I, I get your gist here, is that, you know, we need to be ready in season. And yeah. in this time, and I know we've mentioned it in other podcasts, or I, I know I had mentioned it in other podcasts, but we need to prepare ourselves and we need to be spiritually equipping ourselves. If we're not fasting, if we're not praying, if we're not doing the things that we need to do as the blueprint in the Bible says, then we're not getting ourselves ready for the harvest that's to come. If we're just exactly. sticking in our little uh, pity party, sticking with ourselves, because the, the goal is not ourselves. No, there is a time and a season that we do have to, you know, pray on ourselves, but it's not about us. The Great Commission says others. We need to go and seek others. We need to be right. fishers of men. And that going back to that scripture that you'd mentioned earlier there, um, give me children lest I die. Mm-hmm. The main reason for the church still being on the face of the earth, God hasn't taken us away yet. The main reason is to have spiritual children. Mm-hmm. That's why we're here. And if we're not having spiritual children, there's, really isn't a point of us still being here Mm -hmm. which is why we need to be prepared to be able to nurture the newcomers or the the spiritual children in other words um to be able to teach them bible studies to be able to guide them and show them the way right because you can't show someone the way if you don't know it or you're not doing it Mm -hmm. it's not possible for you to lead someone if you're not going down that path Mm -hmm. it's like um i remember one time in a youth group we played a game to kind of demonstrate this almost it's like you put a blindfold on and you try and lead someone with a blindfold on, it's not going to work. 
because you don't know where you're going. Mm-hmm. You need to know where you're going in order to lead other people to the destination. Mm. I mean, that's so true. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not trying to take all the air time, Josiah. I'm, you're good. I, pro- I promise, Josiah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some air time here. But, I mean, I love that example that you gave there. Because, I mean, science proves if you put a person in an open field, blindfold, for a short while, they'll be going straight. And then they'll start going cockeyed. And then they'll start working, walking in circles. The whole time, they're going to be walking in circles and they'll never reach their destination even though they think they're going in the right direction. And so with that, you know, absolutely. That if we're wanting, and when I say we, I mean listeners, if you're wanting to lead someone, if you're wanting to change someone's life, before you start doing that, don't go in blindly. You need to equip yourself you got to know your stuff and then, you know, reach out and start teaching. And there's plenty of resources online, too, to help you. Like, we're so blessed that we have the Internet now. Don't have to come up with our own material if we don't want to. If you want to teach a Bible study, you don't need to sit down for hours and hours and hours and write out an entire plan. There's plenty of resources online where you can find a good Bible study to teach somebody. And I was looking just before we recorded this and I found five or six great ones just all on one website and if you're in the upc i'm sure you've heard of campus ministry international and they have eight bible studies on their website that you can use to teach other people around you it doesn't have to be on a campus given if you're on campus you could start a campus ministry um it could be in your bedroom with a friend it could be on a bench could be at a coffee shop and it's all this stuff's just there and it's free for you to use if you want to use it absolutely chris there's so many resources is that are are at our fingertips and that we can use and we can learn from as well as teaching others how to use them um we we can use so many life opportunities is just going up to somebody at a gas station, just ask him, hey, how's your day going? And, and get a conversation rolling that way. There's P7 clubs. There's there's campus ministries. I've seen people, one, through things that you would never believe could someone could be one at. It's, it's, hey, how much do you want for this vehicle? Oh, oh I, I want this much. And then and through that relationship that, you, that you, you begin to have a conversation and you begin to bring in the gospel of Jesus Christ and you begin to get them hungry for the word of God. Exactly, Josiah. It's, it's just all those 
small conversations that you have throughout your day they can lead to something much greater than you could imagine and even possibly the salvation for that person it's uh, right uh, those investments those investments are absolutely a treasure and what using these tools using these tools is probably you know for our listeners this is probably going to be the best avenue because i know uh, making things from scratch isn't easy and it's not exactly fun uh, but having something to go ba based off of uh, you know, when it's already there at your fingertips, use it. Don't reinvent the wheel. Uh, you know, if if God's given you the passion, and we already know God gave us a commandment to do this anyway, but if God gave you the passion to do uh, start a P7 club or being part of a P7 club and starting your uh, starting a ministry, seek out these tools. Uh, you know, seek out the advice of a of your pastor and. Uh, you know, what the Lord has put in your heart, it will fulfill. Exactly. I, I would hope that your pastor, your youth pastor would get behind you and put their full support behind you if you went up to them and expressed your want to start a P7 club or a campus ministry on your campus. These are great tools that you can use to reach the people around you. And just look for that opportunity in your everyday life to say hi to somebody. If you walk past someone on the street even and you you see them, they're just walking, they kind of got their head down, you know, say hi, be friendly. You might make their day, you might change their day and make it go from a bad one to a good one. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Right. And even even so, as you know, speaking the word to someone is, is vitally important. But I, I like what you said, Chris, on, you know, just just talking with that person and be a positive impact. Speak encouragement, because in this world, I mean, if you turn on the news and oh, goodness, that's it, that'll make you sick really quick. Um, you know, it. we You're need right. a generation. We need a generation that speaks truth, that speaks words of encouragement because the people of this world, they don't get that. And it's a fact. I've taught it, taught in the school and I know what the kids that I taught, what they uh, go home to and what they come to school from. And they need a word of encouragement. They need a positive impact in their life. And, you know, the... They need you. You're the key. You're the key of changing a life. And, oh, I mean, we, we, we've hit on it, but, you know, let God stir you. Let God lead you. Take the tools that you have, even if it's just a Bible. Take what you have and let God use it. Right. Exactly. And as you were speaking there, Darren, I had a scripture come to my mind. And it's in Matthew and um, chapter five. It says, "Ye are the light of the world. A city that mm. is set on a hill mm. cannot be hid. Mm. 
Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a mm. candlestick. Mm. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Whew. You're the That's light good. in this mm. world. You're filled with God's spirit. Mm-hmm. Let your light shine to all that are around you. Let them Let it shine so that people can see who he is. Yeah, Chris, you know, I, I, I'm going to speak a little word of encouragement here too, is that, you know, we, we are that light. We are that candle in this world. And during these times with COVID, I know it, it puts on depression on people where you're isolated and you don't feel like you have self-worth you, and you, you don't, you're not connecting with people like you used to. Uh, I, I, I get that. The devil is going to try to do everything in his power to deceive you, to think that you aren't that light, that you are nothing special. We know for a fact the devil, all he does, he is, he is here to steal, kill, and destroy. He's going to try to steal your passion. He's going to st- uh, kill your ministry, and he's going to try to destroy you. That is his mission. But everything we know, because we know that God did not give us a spirit of fear. And you can place that any kind of negative spirit in the place of that. God did not give us the spirit of fear, but he gave us the power of love and a sound mind. And we know for a fact, if it does not include love or if it does not include soundness of any type of peace, that 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 is on you, that spirit is not of God. We know that. So do not let the devil deceive you to think that you are not capable of of a ministry. Do not let him deceive you because you have the key. You have the Spirit of God within you. And with that, there is nothing that is, there is no mountain tall enough. There is no valley wide enough. There is no army strong enough Mm -hmm. that will stop you. Right. Right. Absolutely. We read in the Bible about Gideon. When we first read about Gideon, he's he's hiding behind the wine press. Yes, and the his angel of the Lord says, You mighty man of valor. Right now we're we're let, let me say this in a sense, we're all hiding and we're we're all we're all hidden and we're we're not we're not out there and we're not we're not putting forth or what we need to be. But yet God still says you're mighty man you're a mighty woman of valor or mm. you still you, you you have everything you need you just need to use it it we read we continue to read and, and god says as i want you to do this and i want you to do that but but he 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 does it at nighttime he's still scared about it it he's still unsure about it it but god still blesses him through it god is going to whatever 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 you you, you put forth God is going to bless as so let me tell you that at let's say you, you you start a ministry somewhere God is going to bless you surely for that he's going to deliver people who you never thought uh, 
we're going to be able to be delivered. And he's going to put them in your path so you can witness to them. So you can see the the light of Christ mm-hmm. in them one day. Mm-hmm. It, it, let me just tell you that. Exactly. And you never know who God is going to reach and use you to reach into their life. It could be the person that you least expect to be saved, the the least expected to accept the message. You never know who is just sitting in their room at home and they're just like, God, if you're there, send somebody to talk to me. Send somebody to show me who you are. You, you never know what somebody is going through in their life. Hmm. So when you feel that in the pit of your stomach, I should go talk to that person. Listen to what God's trying to tell you that he wants you to reach that person for him. He wants you to be the person that he uses to make a difference in their life. When Jonah, uh, uh, when he, he gets a call to preach unto Nineveh, he doesn't want to because he says those, those people are, are sinners. They're unworthy, God, of the message. And God says, as, but I love them. I care about them. They're still my children. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter who it is, is God wants to reach down and touch them. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he wants to save their life. I've, I've, right. This world, it says, it says in the Bible that wide is a way of destruction and, and, but very narrow is a path of salvation and, and few that be that find it. It, if you just witness to one person a day, I want to. I want to tell you, you're going to make a difference. You're going to make a difference like you've never seen before. You're going to get somewhere, or, or that you would never imagine looking back at. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and I know if people listening are anything like me, the way I was, you may be thinking that there's no way that. God could use me to reach somebody. But let me encourage you and say that God can use anybody. Right. If he can use me, he can use anyone. Mm -hmm. But there's examples within the scriptures that can... He used a donkey. Exactly. He used a donkey. I don't think there's there's anyone in the scriptures that thought that God could use them, honestly. Mm -hmm. You know, if you just look through it, you go like Abraham, he thought he was too old. Mm -hmm. Joseph was abused by his brothers, by his family. Mm -hmm. God used him. Mm Mm-hmm. Rahab was a prostitute and God used her. Mm -hmm. 
Jonah, he ran. He didn't want God to use him. He ran away. But God brought him back and used him anyway. Peter denied Christ and God still used him. There's plenty more examples throughout the scriptures of God using people who you could probably never picture if it wasn't right there in front of you, God using them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense to our brains that I've messed up so much, but God can still use me. Right. Mm. It's just because mm. to our human brain, it, it just, why would God who's perfect want to use someone who's so messed up like me? Right. Right. Mm. But the, crazy thing is to my brain at least that not only does he want to use me but he's going to do everything that can to help me along that way show me who to talk to show me what to say Mm -hmm. that's just boggles my mind every time I think about it. So you don't have to worry about what you've done. You don't have to worry about that because God's forgiven you and he can use you no matter what your past is like. No matter what you've gone through, God can use you and he will use you. So don't have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with with what you said, you know, which I I guess I'm just chock full of words of encouragement today, (laughs) Um, which I I can say, you know, you're you're given the, the biblical examples and also, you know, using you as an example. But... You know, I can I can tell you with a bona fide fact, you know, life is hard. Life is not exactly all the time enjoyable. Sure, it has its good times, but it, it's, it's labored with its bad times too. That, you know, I come from a divorced family. Things were rough. I've seen fighting. I've seen, I've seen death. I've had uh, friends turn their back on me. I've had I've had bad relations. I've had negative things happen to me. I've lost jobs. I've lost this and that. You know, you know, I, I've gone through every valley you can imagine. But I still maintain my faith. Because in Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes tells us there's a time and a season for everything. There's a time to mourn. There's a time to laugh, etc., etc. But there's one thing that it's not listed. And there's not a time to quit. There is not a time to quit. And God has elected us. God has elected us to do Mm -hmm. His service, to do His will. And we should not quit. Like I said earlier, do not let the devil deceive you. 
do not let the devil deceive you for the purpose God gave you. Because there is a promise. And I think it's appropriate because it's MLK Day. I think it's appropriate. You know, MLK, he said, the last speech he gave was, I just wanted to do the will of God. And his, uh, he's allowed me to go up to the mountaintop. And I've looked over and I've seen the promised land. It's those hard laborers that get to see these things. We may not see the complete end goal. We may not see it, but I know for a fact in this time and the season, this is the time of preparation. This is a time and a season to equip yourself. This is a time and a season to get ready, to make action, because you can't have an act until you move. You cannot have what they have in Acts until you move. That do not let the devil deceive you. Do not let him deceive you because you are the potential. You are the revival. You are you open that cork in you and revival is going to pour out in your community. It's going to pour out in your school. It's going to pour out in your job. It's going to pour out wherever you go because it is the potential within you if you build yourself up. You know, when the devil raises his ugly head, when all hope seems lost, when it seems there is no way, revival is coming. The promise is coming. Believe it. Receive it. Accept it. Keep fighting. Keep praying. Keep dancing. Keep singing. But whatever you do, do not quit. The days in the wilderness, the days in the valley have an expiration date. But keep trucking. The land of promise is in view. The day of revival is here. The, the verse that has been churning in me for the past week or two is, I have fainted unless I believe to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And it proceeds with the next verse in what Psalms 27 in verse 14, it says to wait. Wait on the Lord. Things aren't sometimes ain't just going to happen just right now. But wait, because the day will come that you will see the goodness. And until that day, it says in Philippians 4 and 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. It also says in First uh, Thessalonians 5.18, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Jesus Christ concerning you. No matter what the situation is, no matter what you're going through, no matter what's going on in school, no matter if they hate you, no matter if they pick on you, no matter if they try to tease you, no matter if they try to push you down, my word says, well, His word, excuse me, His word says that, O oh, mine enemy, Rejoice not, because I'm going to get up. I'm going to keep fighting. It's not time to quit. It's time to pursue. These, this passion within you right now, this fire that's going to burn in you right now, like I said, the devil is going to do everything in his power to deceive you, but guess what? He is the prince of the air. You know what you can grab in the air? Nothing. There's nothing. It's vapor. It ain't got nothing. He can try to promise you and try to say stuff, but he ain't got nothing. But my God, my God has the keys. My God outdid the devil. My God 
actually fulfills a promise. My God will pursue. My God will reign. My God has victory. And that same God is your God too. And that God will help you in the long run. He will give you the words that you need. He will teach you what you need taught so you can teach others. So prepare yourself in this season. COVID's not fun. Life in general is not fun. But keep fighting the good fight. Keep running that race until the very end because you never know what kind of impact you're going to have on somebody's life. Like Brother uh, uh, Morel Cornwell, that is the preacher out in Wichita, Kansas. He was not part of the faith. He was led by someone in college. He was, or his uh, roommate prayed every single day. He read his Bible every single day to the point of where it disgusted, uh, disgusted Morel Cornwell. But one day, a situation happened and his friend continued to be steadfast and praying for his roommate. And boom, the miracle happened. The situation came to an end. Merle Cornwell became part of the faith. And now that same guy, this guy, his roommate, that was the only soul he won according to the story. That was the only soul he won. And somehow or another he... he got distance and we don't know what happened to him. But nonetheless, he won a soul that became a soul winner of thousands. You keep going and you will see and reap your harvest. Like I was saying earlier, it goes right along with that. You don't know who you're going to reach. You don't know what God has in store for them in their time. Just like the brother that Darren was just talking about. His roommate that was praying for him had no idea that God was going to use him in the way that God did. On the other hand, with what Darren was saying, don't stop praying for the person you're praying for. Because it could just be that one more prayer that changed the situation around for them and allows God to move in their life like you could never imagine. Just keep praying is probably the best advice anyone could get. Because you don't know when that prayer is going to be the last one before God steps into that situation. God's promised something, but you got to keep praying for it. And you will see your promise come to pass. You know, I don't know if it's worth saying this story, but I'll I'll say it, and if you want to cut it out, we can. But talking about, you know, just situations. In the 1960s, there was a woman down in Mississippi 
uh, named Fannie Lou Hamer. And Fannie mm-hmm. Lou, she she didn't know she would be part of this, but she ultimately became one of the founders of the civil rights movement in Mississippi and getting the rights of African-Americans. And Fannie Lou decided one day with a group of others that she was going to try to get her right to vote. And in her struggle to do that, she was beat up, thrown in prison. Every nasty thing you can imagine that uh, could happen to a human uh, being, it happened to her. She was thrown out of her house. She, I mean, it, every disgusting thing you can imagine. But no, nonetheless, she kept fighting the good fight. And Fannie Lou is actually the person that keyed the phrase that you know we say every once in a while in uh, in our daily life is, "I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired." And with that, whoo. I feel it right now. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, just tell this devil, stop. Get thee behind me, Satan. Hmm. Keep fighting the fight because the end results is of God. If God promised you something, whew, guarantee it that it's going to happen. You know, get, get those P7 clubs ready. Get those resources. Get out your Bible. Have those conversations with your pastor. Pronto. Pronto, pronto, and prepare yourself. Don't listen to the world. Don't let listen to the naysayers. You keep trucking and doing what you're supposed to do and doing what you know is right. Because even if they push you down, knock you down, spit on you, whatever, keep fighting nonetheless. Because the end result is going to be a, it's going to be wonderful. Trust me, and believe it. We all know the stories about heaven. It's going to be streets of gold, walls of jasper. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the most beautiful place we've ever seen and we've ever been. Now I ask you this simple question. Wouldn't you want to take someone there if you could? Wouldn't you want to take your best Whew. friend if you could? Whew. Wouldn't Jeez. you want to take anybody that you could and get them in? I'm asking you this today. Oh, Start something new. Start a P7 club. Start a campus ministry. Start something you've never started before and see God move in the mightiest way he can. Let him touch into their souls and into their minds. Let him get deep in the word of God. Uh, Oh, let there be a great revival in this nation and in this country and this world, God. Lord, let it be, God. There's something about it that we can't understand. We can't comprehend it. But Mm. this is the will of God. Mm. That he wants us to move in a mighty way so he can move. There is a a person listening. There is one that's struggling right now. Mm. And I'm just going to tell you this. God has not turned his back on you yet. Mm. He is still right there. Oh, yeah. He is still saying, child, come unto me. Yes. All that are weary laden. Oh, there is someone that needs this message right now. Oh, Jesus. Yes, God. Yes, God. Lord, right now. You know, this this is in my heart. Psalms 118. If if you don't mind, I'm going to read it. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, 
because His mercy endures forever. Mm -hmm. Let Israel now say that His mercy endureth forever. Let the house of Aaron now say that His mercy endureth forever. Let them now that fear the Lord say that His mercy endureth forever. I called upon the Lord in distress, and the Lord answered me, and He set me in a large place, and the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon that hateth me. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. All nations compassed about me, but the name of the Lord will destroy them. All or they compassed about me, yea, they compassed about me, but the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. They compassed me about like bees. They are quenched as the fire of thorns. For the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. Thou hast thirsts, or thrust sore at me that I might fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song, and it became my salvation. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. And the right hand of the Lord doth valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord doth valiantly. I shall not die, but live, and declare the words of the Lord. The Lord hath chastened me sore, but He hath not given me over unto death. Upon open to me gates of righteousness. I will go into them and I will praise the Lord. This gate of the Lord into which the righteous shall enter. I will praise thee for the Lord or for thou hast heard me and art become my salvation. The stone which the builders refused to become the head stone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It's marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord, O Lord, I beseech thee, and now prosperity. Blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. God is the Lord which hath showed us light. Mm. Bind the sacrifice with cords, even unto the horns of the altar. Thou art my God, and I will praise thee. Thou art my God, I will exalt thee. O give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, and His mercy endureth forever. You know, I feel like God has steered this episode of the podcast in a different direction than I think any of us were really thinking at the beginning this was going to go. And that's not just the fact that revival for the church is him expanding the church, but there's revival for us personally where he relights that fire in us that we have the will to live for him and do what he wants even more so than we did before. 
there's some people who who are going to listen to this podcast and feel like like I, I'm going to be able to see it, but I'm never going to be able to touch it. I'm never going to be in the midst of it. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus Christ. You're going to be in the middle of it. You're going to be a part of it. And God is going to be, be well able to do what he what he would, wants to do with you. Uh, you're going to be on the mountaintop high. And yes, you're going to see the promised land afar. But let me tell you, you're going to enter it. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. He's going to be right there. We all know the poem about the footprints in the sand. God, where were you, God? And he says, that's when I'm carrying you. Yes, right now is tough. Right now is, is some of the worst times we've ever been in. But God is making a path where there seemeth to be no way. He's making... He's making doors open that you would never think before. God is making something happen in your life that you need personally. He, he, he's going to make things, things that is going to benefit you. And, and through that, you're going to benefit other people. It says Abraham was a blessing. Not only, God, was, God was a blessing to Abraham. But not only Abraham, anybody that was around him, because Abraham was blessed. Everyone else got blessed. Which I, th I think that this podcast is starting to come to an end. But God's moved and God spoke. And for our listeners, just remember, regardless of the situation, regardless to your level of faith at the moment. You know, God operates in the most mysterious ways, no matter how small you are or how you feel that you are. God can operate in the most unlikeliest of ways where He can use animals, children, old older folks. He can use you. Keep the faith that God gave you. God will show you things. The days, the days of those goodness, that He'll show that goodness, will come. And He will show you those things to greaten and heighten your faith. Keep strong. You know, the days of Job were not fun. They weren't pleasant. He lost everything. But the blessings after continuing steadfast in the faith that... Though He slay me, I will trust Him. You will reap a harvest. The promises will come. Stay strong. Stay steadfast. Continue into the Word. Dive in deep. Let your feet stay in the ground. Do not falter. Do not fall. Failure is okay. Failure makes you stronger. But whatever you do, do not fall. Do not quit. There's a song that I, I popped into my head just now that I like to use to remind myself when I'm feeling down and like and like I'm not gonna make it. There's times where I'm sure all of us have those thoughts at times. 
but it goes by the Magruders. So if I'm sure many people know who they are, uh, but it goes, I can make it. My faith can mm-hmm. take it because I have heaven on my mind. He will see me through it and I know he'll do it. I keep the faith until I cross the finish line. Just remember that you are going to make it. You're going to make it across the finish line. When God comes and wraps this whole thing up, you're going to be there with the saints. And God's going to use you in the meantime to make sure that there's more people with you in that time. Here we are that if you if you do some research into the Jewish calendar, there's there's so much impactful prophecy that's put into the Jewish calendar. It's unreal. You know, we're talking about equipping you for uh, you know, getting using these resources, creating P7 clubs for the ministry that you have for the revival that's ahead for you and to encourage you in that walk as you go along. This happens to be the year of 5782, or in Hebrew, uh, which means, Behold, the plow or the weapon shall separate the things of the world within the house of God. This is the season. Prepare yourself. Separate yourselves from the things of this world and get ready because you have the plow. Separate it and be ready in this season because great things and a great harvest is to come. And with that being said, it's time to draw this episode of the podcast to a close. We'd like to thank you for sitting and listening to our podcast. Um, I'll remind you of the resources that we mentioned earlier in the episode. Um, On the YouTube version of this podcast, there will be links uh, to some of those resources in the description. You can also follow us on our social media on Facebook at PYDiscord. On Instagram, we're at Pentecostal Youth. And our website, if you're not in the Discord server already, to apply to join is www.pentecostalyouth.chat. Until next time, we'd like to thank you once again for watching and have a great day.